All right, y'all. Welcome back. Rows one through ten. This is episode thirty-six. Um, co-host joined as always with by Travis Parks. I'm Derek Self. Uh, how you doing this week, Travis? My man, I'm great. I'm glad the Olympic break is finally over. Our long national NASCAR fan nightmare is done, and we got a triple header at Watkins Glen, one of my favorite tracks this weekend. And we had a news-filled week in the sprint car world, uh, nevertheless. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll say we dive right into it. So we'll 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 start with Friday, Friday's race. And I don't know if this is the exact timetable of how things went, but Aaron Reitzel, dominating win, led all 30 laps at Ransomville, held off Pauly Giovanni, by the way. Awesome run by him in New York. He's I know nothing about him. He's a local guy up in New York. He drove his ass off and gave Reitzel everything he could handle. Good run for Craig Kinzer, too. But it was a big win for Aaron Reitzel. And that's where we get into the story of the week. And that's what I told you before we started is I wanted to get right into it because all you can say is, wow, one of the the rookie, the guy who looked like he was in line to win rookie of the year, uh, contender to probably maybe get a top five points finish, Aaron Reitzel. And that's all been derailed now because huge penalties came down from the world of outlaws, NOS Energy Sprint Car Series. That's actually why we're recording tonight and didn't record last night because we kind of caught wind of this on Twitter. And I said, let's wait till we see the announcement. And sure enough, last night, probably around eight o'clock, the, the announcement dropped for the penalties that we had heard about for Aaron Reitzel. So uh, he's fined $10,000 and he loses 1,000 World of Outlaws sprint car points. And even in, even bigger, it's a 30-day suspension he was handed by the World of Outlaws, which to add, the All-Star Circuit of Champions in Knoxville Raceway have both already announced that they will honor the World of Outlaws suspension as well. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. I mean, didn't even think about that route that he could go racing over there, but obviously they put a – put a stop to that but yeah but a big infraction um yeah kind of so what i'm from what i get is that they for for inspection on saturday's race is when uh the the director of competition um noticed that the 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 chassis paint looked a little off um and that the inspection sticker had had been messed with um and then he he had confronted aaron reitzel about it and aaron reitzel straight up admitted that he did it, which I couldn't believe. Um, I guess he knew yeah. he better be up front and the penalty would be less severe than if he, he was like lying about it and then got caught. Um, but yeah, apparently they took a white chassis, which was already disallowed in the series um, for undersized tubing, um, painted it black and took the inspection sticker from a different chassis and put it on this one. And yeah, this, I guess, didn't do a good job. Yeah, because they got caught. Just yeah, just just wild, wild stuff. I mean, you know, I guess if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. First off, I mean, this is motorsports. We know, like, that's what motorsports was was built on. This whole, you know, whether it's sprint cars, NASCAR, whatever form, this whole sport and has been defined by cheating. So. And honestly, like this is, but this is a huge infraction, and and where it got where it gets hairy in this is that he he tried to skirt the system. Obviously, 
and just just blatant infraction. And I think the safety violation above all is probably what you know that what the zero tolerance for the outlaws was. So I mean that's just a really bad violation for for Reitzel, for lack of a better term. I mean he just you can't you can't get caught doing that. That's just the bottom line. And I think the the penalty probably fits the crime for the the infraction that was committed. A thousand points is a ton of points, but yeah, the, the they didn't really do too much on the fine, which I mean I, I expected. They said they they laid the hammer down with the points. Uh, they basically took his whole purse away from his win on Friday because it was a 10,000 oh, yeah. purse on Friday. Yeah, so. and then, I mean, obviously I said the biggest thing is the 30-day suspension, which effectively pretty much is going to cost him his job, you'd have to imagine. Um, they've already got uh, – shoot, who's in the damn car this weekend? Parker Price Miller. That's it, the law firm. Parker Price Miller in the car this weekend, and uh, nobody's been announced yet for – for Knoxville that I'm aware of. Um, we were kind of throwing around some names last night. Uh, it would really be cool to see Pittman in it, but I think he already has a ride. Yeah. Pittman's um, already in the 39, but that's why I possibly suggested Christopher Bell. If Joe would let him get out there and, and drive it. Yeah. Or maybe, awesome. maybe C Bell goes to the 39. You know, he has some history there with Sammy Swindell and all them. And, uh, and then they move uh, Pittman over to the 83, just as kind of a reunion kind of deal. Um, or even get C Bell in the eighty three. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, any, anyway, it could work. I and mean, then I, I threw out. I think the, the probably the one of the hottest sprint car drivers right now without a full time ride is uh, Dominic Selzy. So, yeah, I think he would be a good one to tap for the uh, for the nationals out there next week. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see who they end up going with. Um, Dave because, Blaney. Yeah, any any of these names that don't have a full time ride, and and uh, we'd love to see him out there run the nationals. But yeah, big. That was definitely. Like I said we kind of waited it out yesterday. We had been speculation since really like Wednesday night, early Thursday morning about it. Um, or I kind of Tuesday night, Wednesday. Knoxville, the Knoxville Moss account. Yeah, kind of been throwing out some things about it, and that's when I started doing a deep dive. And I mean, it's one of those things you knew something big was coming. And I'm yeah. just, I'm surprised the outlaws took so long to to make the announcement with all the speculation out there. I'm surprised they didn't try to get out in front of it because there was a, a lot of speculation and a lot of fuel on the fire out there for sure. But like you say, like this, you have to imagine it's going to cost Aaron Reitzel his job. I don't, I don't see Aaron Reitzel driving the 83 again personally. And I also wonder, like, do you feel like Roth kind of got off good here as a team? That they got really lucky that they're still allowed to take that car to Knoxville next week. Because even – I know Aaron does his own chassis and everything, but you still feel like the team should hold some responsibility in that as well. So, I mean, yeah, I they mean, are really, really lucky they don't have to miss the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, I mean, the team overall was fined another ten grand. Um, they were deducted 500 owner points, um, and, and they got to – they got to pay that fine before this weekend. Um, and they obviously they're on probation for the rainy of the season. And it's like, who knows? Uh, and maybe this is why the outlaws waited so long. They wanted to get the details. Like they maybe sat both parties down differently. And like, we're questioning Roth employees. Like, Hey, look, did you guys know anything about this? And you know what I'm saying? Maybe they didn't know anything about it and it was all Aaron's doing or something. I don't know, but they definitely laid the hammer down on Aaron. Um, and yeah, they got off a little busy, but they definitely got 
definitely big, pretty decent slap on the wrist for Roth Motorsports. Yeah, and like I say, the basically that where I say they got lucky is that they avoided a, a team suspension because I mean that like the, the biggest race of the season's next weekend, and I mean that would have been a devastating blow to that race team if they were suspended for the Knoxville Nationals and couldn't just put somebody else in the car. So, I mean, they have to feel very fortunate that that's not the situation they're in. They have to find a new driver, but they're still going to be able to take that 83 and compete for a Knoxville Nationals title. So, And they're extremely fortunate that they still have that opportunity, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, I say good for the series for not suspending the team. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that would be right. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, and we can go back to the race Friday. Yeah, it was good, good race on Friday, but I say it's kind of been over, overshadowed, overshadowed, um, by the news here. Um, so in my eyes, Pauli Cola Giovanni is the winner of Friday's race. Somebody said on Twitter, and I mean, I don't want to, you know, somebody said on Twitter that they were caught with something too. Giovanni? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, like I say, I, I don't want to go too deep into that because that could be completely wrong. And if that is wrong, then just completely disregard that and awesome for him. But yeah, somebody on Twitter was saying something about they possibly, that team got caught with something too. So, I mean, that's something I'd like to dig a little bit more into and see if that's the case or not. But, but yeah, either way. Uh, he made a hell of a show out of it on Friday. Uh, local guy from up there in New York. Um, and, yeah, it was, we saw it come down to the end. It was green-white checker finish. I um, was hoping to see the local there pull it off. That would have been a cool story. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And he gave him he gave him all he could handle. But, obviously, as we know, Aaron was nice and cheated up there on Friday night. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was uh, – our, our our boy uh, Cola Giovanni, he was kind of fighting a losing battle. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, a good run for Craig Kinzer, too. Yep. Third Top three on the podium. Yep. But so, yeah, so we can. I'll give the rundown here. You had Aaron Reitzel with the win, which I take that as you will. Uh, Cola, Cola Giovanni in second. Craig Kinzer with third. Brad Sweet fourth. Uh, David Gravel fifth. Carson Macedo sixth. So, hard so, charger was uh, Logan Shuhart, um up eight spots. Not sure where he started, but. So, I'll ask you straight up, just, just opinion time. Like, do you agree with the penalty? Do you think it was too hard, too uh, lenient? Do you think it should have been more? And do you think Aaron Wrights will ever drive for Roth Motorsports again? So, you guessed, like, about four different questions on there, but – uh. I'll no, say, do I you think, think I think, think the penalty fit the crime. And yes, do you think he drives that car again. Yes, I think the penalty definitely fit the crime. Um, they, they, I, I mean, I'd like to see it. I mean, it's, yeah, you don't, you don't mess around with something about safety. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the, there was obviously a reason that tubing was, was not meant to be on there for, for this car or whatever, for whatever they said reason. The last time the chassis he ran was legal was 2011. To add to that, and we know how much safety developments have progressed in the racing world in the last decade. And he was basically running a chassis that was last fit for world of outlaw competition in 2011. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, obviously in 10 years, a lot's going to change safety wise. 
Um, so when, when it comes to safety, I don't think they, the world outlaws don't want that burden. Um, so they, they laid the hammer down. I, I think the penalty fit the crime. Um, obviously, we're still kind of new into the sport, so we don't really have anything to go off of. I don't know how this stacks up to other punishments in the past for certain for for similar infractions you know what i mean so can't i can't really base it off of that i don't know i'd have to dig, dig deeper into that but yeah uh, i'm fine with it um and do, does aaron rice will drive for roth again no i don't think so yeah i mean it would be honestly i think he's it. gonna have a hard time getting a ride for the rest of the season yeah, I'd, I'd unless he has to, enough money to to go racing on his own, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron Reitzel is one of those guys, you know. It's like the guy; I, I, he's a guy I've been very complimentary of because I mean, I think it's it's a almost like a Kyle Busch effect. It's like you love him or hate him, he definitely pisses people off, but like he is the show a lot of times. Oh yeah, he he's races his guts out. One of the most fun drivers to watch out there, so. Personally, I hope Aaron Reitzel drives the 83 again. Like, I don't want him to lose his ride over this. And if he doesn't drive the 83 again, I hope he finds another seat because, you know, he was cruising a rookie of the year. And whether you love him or hate him, I think he certainly added a lot to the series. So I don't think anybody from just a race fan perspective, you know, wants to see Aaron Reitzel not run with the Outlaws anymore because that just, like I say, that'd be really unfortunate. You know, whether you love him or hate him, he's he brings a lot to the show, and he's a hell of a wheelman. So, you know, obviously he's screwed up, but I hope he gets a chance to, you know, recover from this. I don't think Wayne Johnson would mind if he never ran with the Outlaws again. That's true. I'm <laughs> from a, I'll say from a fan perspective, like yeah, and no, he definitely he definitely adds a adds a part to the show that is is needed. Um, and uh, there's obviously been jokes going around on Twitter about was it bicycle tubing used for the chassis or whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, lots of jokes going around. Um, but yeah, no doubt that Aaron Reitzel is definitely a wheel man and puts on a hell of a show when he's out there. But is definitely disliked by a lot of the community. But I think you need that. Um, yeah, that's what that that's what makes it the greatest show on on dirt. So. Oh man, and if he comes back from this, whether it's in the eighty-three or another car, he's gonna be one hell of a villain. Like he better show up with a black cowboy hat on, like race one he returns. Because I mean, like if he, like I say, if he makes it back, he is the villain now. Like there's no more debate. He is the villain of yeah, the world I, of outlaws. Not energy. If he wasn't already crazy. the villain, um, yeah. So yeah. No doubt, you definitely have to play up to it, play the character uh, if he comes back. So, be interested to see if he comes back and what 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 team it's for. If he starts his own team or something up, uh, should be interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's not much more to add on that, but congrats to him. I guess on his congrats on his vacation on Friday. <laughs> yeah, his vacation. <laughs> I hope he uh I hope he has platinum fast pass if he wants to watch the nationals. Yeah, if not he's gonna be buying the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. Hope he hope he buys that pay per view. Hope that ten K isn't too much of a dent in the wallet for him because he's gonna have a nice vacation. Hope his flow racing subscription's still active. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's gonna enjoy a nice vacation for 
at least 30 days and possibly longer. We'll see what happens with his ride, but definitely the, the story of the week, nevertheless. And that was what I wanted to leave with. Cause that's, that's like I say, that's the story. Yeah. No, he said, that's why we kind of pushed back. We wanted to get the whole, we probably could have, could have sent it last night, but uh, it worked out. We just kind of called it early and I, I was working on the, on the race car there. So it worked out good. Um, but yeah, we can dive into Saturday. Um, Another another late race drama um, up there at uh, Weedsport. That was a race that was dominated by Donnie Schatz, and it looked like – and then that pass that Sheldon Hodenshield made for the lead where he bounced off the wall and then dove low and passed Donnie Schatz. I mean, that's a Sheldon Hodenshield move right there. Like, And he was about to add to his extensive list of – tracks you know what's his i don't know like it's it's 18 or 19 wins at 18 different tracks i think for sheldon something crazy like that and i mean it would have been awesome to see him add to that and he was definitely close because he made that awesome pass on donnie shots bounced off the wall past him and then two to go i guess he didn't think j mac was gonna go low and j mac went low and ultimately sheldon got into j mac and went around and that was it for his chance to win Saturday night. And like I say, he was, he had that race pretty much in the bag. Yeah. I mean, you talk about that, that moving bait to get the lead from shots. Uh, they talk about running the hard line and uh, that, that's what they're talking about. The kid bounced it off the wall and kept it going fast enough to, to make a pass for the lead. Like incredible. Um, kid is definitely something special to watch. If he can just, one, get some luck on his side, and, and two, just tone it back just a little bit, but don't lose that edge. Um, man, he's going to be he's gonna be tough to beat. Um, I mean, yeah, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't really think, uh, you know, you can – I think what happened on, on Saturday was just an unfortunate racing deal. Like, I don't think it was a matter of, like, we've seen in the past, like, Sheldon overdriving his stuff or anything. Like, there's definitely a cluster of cars, and – he wasn't expecting J Mac to go low, and J Mac went low, and I don't blame J Mac either. It just kind of seemed like it was, like, say, one of those racing deals. Yeah, no doubt. Sheldon definitely has has uh, not really stepped on his own uh, to this year. He's definitely cut turned toned that back a lot. Um, but I mean, this is the sixth sixth time this year where he's leaded with ten laps to go and and hasn't secured the victory. So. <laughs> Easy. He definitely, yeah. I mean, like I said luck has a lot to do with it, but uh, definitely just needs to find a way to capitalize on those ones where he's he's in position. I mean, he puts himself in position just about every damn race. Um, so if he can just find that edge and and uh, secure a couple of these wins, man, we're gonna have a hell of a battle coming down to the end of this uh, no points race. No doubt. <clears throat> but yeah, then uh, with uh. Another bad luck race for Donnie. I don't even want to say bad luck, but I mean, a, a race that got away from Donnie. We'll say, I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is really a situation of bad luck, but definitely unfortunate. Yeah, he just it, got beat on the uh, green white checkered, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, he got passed. Uh, he got passed by Sheldon under. Right, but then he was second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was second. Or no, he was. Was he leading on the green-white checker? I think he was actually leading on the green-white checker, and Gravel, just like you said, just beat him on the restart. No, Gravel was leading. Definitely Gravel, Gravel was, was leading. leading. Yeah, okay. So, so Shots just fell back. 
just didn't have the car or whatever. Didn't didn't keep up with the racetrack. Um, but yeah, another one that's kind of slipped away from shots as well. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that was a good good race, thrilling finish. But uh, yeah, you got anything else to add on that race? I was gonna transition, stick with the world of outlaws, but a different uh. Oh yeah, here I'll give the give the top five here. David Gravel picked up the win. Um, Brad Sweet finished second. Donnie Shots third. Carson Macedo fourth. Logan Schuhart fifth. Uh, and Danny Varn sixth. And hard charger for Danny Varn up nine spots. Yeah, he had an awesome show. I mean, he was I believe he was in danger of getting lapped early, and was able to battle back and end up getting up to that sixth place finish show great run for him yeah no doubt um yeah i was able to watch the races um, via my phone um and uh could didn't have the sound up we were at dinner one night and then on the way home from the racetrack the next so didn't have any sound on it but was able to at least watch it and so i had a little bit to talk about i know what happened oh speaking of which the the new dirt vision app like they got an update, and I think it's really slick. It has a nice interface, and more importantly, I've been watching races on my phone all year because, you know, the internet browser wasn't supported on my Xbox, but they got the Dirt Vision app on Xbox now and on multiple other platforms. So if you have a – it was on Roku before, but I think Roku was the only, like, platform that had the app. So definitely check now whatever you have, Xbox or uh, Fire Stick or – google nest or whatever they call their thing like might have that dirt vision app on there now so like i'm personally excited that i'll be able to turn on the xbox and throw on the knoxville nationals and kick it back and not have to stare at my phone screen for hours hell yeah so good for dirt vision they got that i'm sure they've been working on that for a while and that timing was not an accident i'll say no, definitely not, especially right in line with the Nationals coming up. Um, but, yeah, I think you wanted to transition into uh, to Peevely this weekend? I wanted to hit on the late models, actually, where I was Oh, okay. Yeah, Kyle Larson wins oh, the Prairie yes. Dirt Classic, beats Bobby Pierce out in $50,000 to win late model, started seventh in that race. I mean, like I say, you're gonna, it's just – I mean, he continues to amaze us every single freaking week. That that kid is just – I say kid, he's a grown man, but that dude's just incredible. Like, there's not the, – I, I like, there's there's not words for it, but we just – like, we're not going to get out of here without mentioning that. You know, just, just add to the accolades of Kyle Larson's career that he raced – he sat in a dirt late model for the first time, probably raced it for uh, a year ago around this time it's first time he raced dirt late model well he gets in he ran competitive at the dream and then ran now he got in ran a 100 lap feature in the prairie dirt classic at fairberry speedway beats out the best dirt late model drivers in the world and wins a fifty thousand dollar feature i mean, just just what a badass and it, it was a thrilling race so i mean if you have the chance to go back to watch that definitely do it but awesome for kyle larson yeah, there's a handful of episodes, probably shoot two or three months back now when uh, he was doing his thing on the NASCAR side and winning every week. Uh, we talked about how many episodes in a row would we mention Kyle Larson. And, uh, this is, mark this one down as one that we are going to mention him. Uh, and uh, like you said, on the dirt late model side, uh, World Outlaws nonetheless, um, 
And I believe I saw on Twitter or Facebook or something that he is the first driver to win a World of Outlaws feature in sprint car and late model side ever. So, damn. If that's I true, that, but... I, I I believe it's true. I don't know of anybody else that's probably done that. So yeah, I'd have to I think about it. I'd have to really go back and do some research on it. But I'm going to say it's true. Um, just incredible. Yeah, I, I that kind of slipped my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw that on Twitter Saturday. Um, we're heading up the road. That's just incredible because that's one of the crown jewels for uh, for the late model side. That's that's right up there with like a summer nats or something. So big race for him to go out there and win. Um, it's huge, yeah, huge, huge win. I mean, and so like you think in damn near back to back weeks and two out of three weeks he wins uh, uh, a Kings Royal and then two weeks later wins a Prairie Dirt Classic and a completely different discipline of, of motorsports. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's stupid how good he is. Oh yeah. Not to mention he took a little vacation and went to the Bahamas in between those two. I mean, uh, he's, he is the best race car driver we've ever seen in our lifetime. I think, I don't think he's from this planet. You know, he's the best race car driver in the solar system. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no doubt across multiple disciplines. I mean, there's, there's nobody like him. So I don't know. Definitely glad you brought that up. Um, Kind of slipped my mind here, we just because we're kind of focused on the uh or the outlaw side of things or the sprint car side of things, I should say. Um, but yeah, glad you brought that up. Um, but yeah, we can uh, we can run we can run down our uh, besides Kyle, we had the all star circuit of champions had a three race weekend, they raced at Missouri State Fair Speedway 34 Raceway in Knoxville. And Sunday at Knoxville, uh, we saw actually both at Saturday and Sunday, we saw Kerry Madsen get back-to-back wins with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. He had a went back and watched that race. He had a hell of a drive on Saturday night from a 10th-place starting position to get the win and hold off Tyler Courtney. And then Sunday, Kerry won at Knoxville and held off Spencer Baston for that win. And uh, even before that on Friday, Kerry finished second to Tyler Courtney. So Tyler Courtney got back in victory lane with the All-Stars. I believe he still has a solid points lead in that series. I'd have to check the standings. But a uh, good weekend of racing for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. And now they, uh, they'll they have a couple weeks off now. They don't race again until the 20th. Yeah, given time for the drivers to get prepped up for uh, Knoxville. And by the way, I did like last weekend. So when uh, when we were at dinner and when coming up the road, um, the, the outlaws and the all-stars were timed up perfect where you could like flip to the next one and it, the feature hadn't started yet. So kudos for whoever timed those up. I, I wish it was like that more every weekend. Um, I enjoyed that. It was pretty neat. Hell yeah, man. So I had a hell of a weekend for Kerry Madsen in the fourth. I mean, he's done an awesome job in that 14 car for sure. So, yep. Good shit to him. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this uh, Ironman 55 Peavely, Missouri look ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I mean, one of the definitely one of the crown jewels and a huge race for, you know, it's, it's that last preparation for the Knoxville Nationals pretty much. So, and we got a 55 lap feature on Saturday night, which is crazy. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So pretty excited about that. It's 
Peebley is an awesome track. You know, we heard Brent Marks tell us last week it's one of his favorite tracks. I don't know if he's good. Oh, and that's what we forgot to mention about this past weekend. Our boy Brent Marks interviewed him last week, went and got a win at Port Royal. So, shout out to him. Hell yeah. $10,000 win feature, I believe, for Brent Marks. Yep, something but like that. Back to uh, back to Peebley. Um, so, nobody has ever won the Ironman 55 and won the Knoxville Nationals the next week. That's a, a fun stat to bring up. I'm just looking at these numbers right now, you know, scrolling through, seeing if there's anything, anything I want to bring up. But I mean, it's it's going to be an awesome show, and I mean, Peebley's a great racetrack. It's a you know quarter mile bull ring, and it's going to be a hell of a hell of a show this weekend. That 55 lap feature is going to be fun as shit, Mike. Yeah, it's one of the most grueling races uh, of the season. So, uh, and and like you said, it's kind of a crown jewel, like that that fifth or sixth crown jewel kind of whatever you want to call it. Um, if it's not a crown jewel, it's like right there, um, right there with it. Um, and it leads, it leads into the biggest race of the year, the Knoxville Nationals. So definitely the last chance to get prepped up for all these teams across the country. They're heading, heading to uh, Iowa next week. Um, I know Danny Dietrich's heading out to Peevely this weekend to race with the outlaws to kind of get tuned up. And uh, so that, that should be fun to watch the 48 out there. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling on, um, just checking some. So we know Brad Sweet is four for four in the state of Missouri this year. So that's a story to follow going into this weekend. And then former Ironman 55 champions in the field are Sheldon Hoddenshield, Logan Shuhart, and Rico Abreu. Uh, Hoddenshield is the defending winner of this race. He won in 2019. This race was not run last year, I believe. So, and then the year I, I think it was. I want to say this race was ran in August or late September last year or early September when we were at, uh, whatchamacallit, Darlington. That's right. I don't. Okay. So, I know they I'll, raced at Peavely when we were at Darlington. I don't know if it was the Ironman 55 or not, but. I just don't. Okay. I just don't remember who won this race last year. The only thing is, I'm just going through the what to watch for here and hot and shield is the most recent champion in attendance okay. with his 2019 win. So I guess it was run last year. Just don't remember who won it off the top of my head. Might've been Darren Pittman. Was it? I can't remember, but anyways, Pittman, but I don't know. That's just anyway, beyond the point, but yeah, Sheldon hot and shield, the most recent winner in the field, Rico Abreu will be in the field. He's a former winner and Logan Schuhart's another former winner. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun race. It's a grueling race. It's the world of outlaws test of man and machine. So we know uh, Danny Dietrich's making the trip out from Pennsylvania to get ready for Knoxville. So, yeah, a lot of fun stories to follow Friday and Saturday night here at Peebley. Yeah, no doubt. Um, do you know how many laps the race is on Friday? I believe it's just... A uh, 30 lap feature on Friday. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look, but I can't find it. But, anyways, yep, something to look forward to. Um, it's a big race this weekend. Last chance to get prepped up for Knoxville, which uh, starts pretty early next week um, or the following week, I should say. Yeah, August 11th. That is a Wednesday. So, next Wednesday, everything gets kicked off at, at, uh, 
Knoxville, so maybe we'll do a Tuesday podcast. Um, but yeah, we get you want to pick some winners for this weekend now, or wait till after we do NASCAR? What do you want to do? Yeah, we'll do picks at the end, okay. like typical, and we can uh roll into NASCAR uh and transition, and we'll start off with the story of the week in NASCAR. Good for uh Ross Chastain, named the driver of the number one car at Trackhouse Racing, so. I think everybody's happy to see Ross get that opportunity and hit, you know, he definitely worked his ass off to get where he was at Chip Ganassi racing. So glad he didn't kind of, I, I, I didn't think Chip was just going to leave Ross out to dry. So I bet that was kind of part of the deal with selling the track house was, Hey, I want Ross Chastain in one of these cars. You know, like I say, I don't think Chip did all he did for Ross Chastain just to bail and throw Ross Chastain to the wolves. Right. So and as I we we mentioned that that it that that could possibly be in the deal uh, that when he sold they had to give Ross a ride, um, but yeah, pretty cool to see that deal come together. And it was on whatever National Watermelon Day, I think, or something like that. So that was pretty neat. And then also, uh, I believe it was all yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his brother Chad Chastain is going to be running the Truck Series race this weekend. Um, because Ross is ineligible to race the last race of the regular season as a Cup Series driver. So, oh, okay. Oh, cool so it's see. the playoff cut race for the trucks this week. <sighs> yeah, this is the last race before that. playoffs for the trucks. Um, and then, yeah, so Chad Chastain in the 45 for Nice this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. I did not know that. So, our, we'll be at Darlington. We got a playoff, truck playoff, and cup playoff, not an Xfinity playoff. Gotcha. So, but that's a, I did not know that that this weekend was the playoff cut race for the truck. I guess, and that's good for Chad. And then, uh, in that matter, we should probably give a uh, playoff, you know, cut update for the truck series. We know that right now, I'm uh, this cut line. Stuart Friesen's the guy there, and he's in tenth. And Chandler Smith sits thirteen points behind him, and then. Derek Krause is 53 points out. So, And then Carson Hosevar sits right above Stuart Friesen. So, actually, I take that back. I'm an idiot. I'm just reading this wrong because Grant Empinger was ahead of them in the standings, but he's not eligible for the playoff. So, scratch that. Uh, Chandler Smith and Stuart Friesen are in. Derek Krause is the first guy out. So, really, unless we see a new winner this weekend, our playoff field's pretty much set. There you go. All right. Well, that's that. And cool to see that. I don't. The truck series hasn't raced at Watkins Glen in a long, long time. So cool to see them back there, and cool to see a triple header. Because I personally think, like I say, I think Watkins Glen is one of the best two or three tracks, and that we go to all year. So, and we weren't able to go there last year. So I'm excited to come back with a triple header this weekend there. Yeah, I don't know if the trucks have ever run there, but uh certainly be cool to see them racing there. Um, that race is at 12.30 on Saturday, and then uh, we got a doubleheader Saturday. So 12.30 for trucks, and then 4 o'clock for the Xfinity Series. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey is the sponsor for the Xfinity Race. That's awesome. Yeah, that's badass. I saw that, too. That's some good stuff if you ain't never had it. No, I've had it. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend the Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that name. Um, but, yeah, so 
dive into uh, Xfinity preview, getting news and notes for that. As I've kind of been on NASCAR break while these guys have been on NASCAR break as well. You know, the Olympics kind of just got me just kind of chilling. Well, Michael and Ned will be back in the one car this weekend. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's good to see. So, yeah, good, glad to see he recovered. And um, Ty Gibbs driving the 50, Ty Gibbs driving 54 this weekend, and, and we're probably about to see an announcement for him to drive full-time. I don't know if you saw that teaser on Gibbs' social media today. No, I didn't have to go check that out. They just posted a silhouette and posted, like, a date. So, And then somebody else posted a picture earlier this week that some dumbass posted a picture of, like, Oh, Ty Gibbs had a photo shoot. And then, like, Gibbs tried to, like, act like it was a big surprise. And, like, they clearly, like, made the shape out of the silhouette that it was Ty Gibbs. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a surprise he's going to be going full time Xfinity Racing next year with the way he's going this year. Nah, that's no surprise at all. I'll just be to, you know, we'll see if it's the 18 or the 54. That's going to be the only question. You know, I hope it's the 54 because I don't want to see, uh, Daniel Hamrick out of a ride. I guess it could be the 20, though. I guess it could, because... Yeah, I mean, they could just obviously just rebrand Hamrick, you know what I'm saying, into the 54 or or whatever, you know what I'm saying, or the 20. And we already know... Actually, I forgot that we already know Harrison's out, so... Yeah, so that's it. They they got a seat for Hamrick. They had to make room for for Gibbs over there, so... Once once that uh, Harrison deal was done that that pretty much solidified that Gibbs was going full-time racing next year yeah true true so yeah that's no surprise but that's kind of the Xfinity news of the week uh Austin Dillon's in the field driving Brandon uh I was about to say Brandon Brown um Jordan Anderson's car so yeah those are pretty much the storylines for Xfinity like I said just another glad to be back at Watkins Glen love this track like yeah, I, I they had a NASCAR was had on YouTube today, like the uh, 1986 race here, um, and I was watching a little bit of that on YouTube this afternoon. And I, I love this racetrack, man. It's it's so cool. It's uh one of the one of the best road courses I think in the country. So I think yeah, excited excited to go back here, and I think these boys will put on a hell of a show. It's usually one of the best races of the year. I mean, we've had so many classic races and classic finishes at Watkins Glen as we'll move into the Cup race, but like. One of my all-time favorite finishes as an NASCAR fan is still the 2012 battle with Brad Keselowski and Marcos Ambrose and Kyle Busch. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, if you if that's that's a quintessential NASCAR right there. If you want to yeah. make somebody a NASCAR fan, just show them the the last three laps of that race. Show them that, and then 2014 we had the battle with Marcos Ambrose and AJ Allmendinger. We had that race that AJ got his one and only cup win as of now. And then, you know, 2016 was the race. I was there and we had the battle with Truex, Brad Keselowski and Denny Hamlin that Denny Hamlin ended up winning where Brad overdrove it into the corner and dumped Truex in the final corner. So, like I said, and then obviously, you know, Chase Elliott got his first career win. Here in 2018, Chase Elliott, actually the two-time defending winner at Watkins Glen, 2018-2019, and then we didn't race here last year. So, uh, definitely, like I say, Chase Elliott's got to be the favorite going into this weekend, first and foremost. But you know, he is gotta, he is the betting favorite. I know that. Yeah, and I imagine those odds are pretty significant. Swing his way, so yeah. But, 
I mean, it's it's going to be a fun race, and I don't. R.C. Ederson is running for Rick Ware Racing. All right. R.C. R. Richard Childress. There you go. I, um, I I just you know you just wonder like you know like Jennifer Joe Cobb couldn't get her license to run at Talladega, and you know we and then like just some of these people like who the hell is this guy? I mean, he's probably a road course racer. Yeah, but I I just wonder sometimes like this how to like so we're just assuming that this guy knows how to drive a cop car. Like I mean, I I, okay, I, I, I assure you hey, he has probably more experience driving race cars than Jennifer Joe Cobb. Okay, he ran an Xfinity race earlier this year. There you go. Uh, Jennifer uh, Joe Cobb, I don't think has done that. He ran an Indy car. I'm not, and I'm, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, why did they let Jennifer there you go. race? But like, if, I just if the dude's running an Indy car, he can drive a NASCAR. Yeah, I was just like, who the hell is this guy? But because I mean, sometimes these people just pop up at road courses, and I'm just like, what hole did this guy get pulled out of? Yep. But, I mean, like I say, not that big a deal. I'm not like trying to, you know, say like, oh, they should let Jennifer Joe Cobb race because sounds like that's know. what you're saying. Yeah, that's not what I intended to sound like. But nevertheless, that guy's running. So good luck to him making his cup debut. And uh yeah, Kyle yeah. Tilly. So yeah. Um like I say, excited to go back to Watkins Glen. It's it's an awesome racetrack. I want to go to a race there again one of these years. So it's definitely on the bucket list to go back there. And I know I don't think you've ever been, so it should I'm be not. At the I'm, top, I, I literally, like, out of the tracks you haven't been to, I would say Watkins Glen should be your number one at this point. It's certainly up there. I mean, I've heard the party scene's really good, which is uh, obviously a plus. Um, and then, obviously, I've never been to a road course, and you check that box off. Um, and I, it's one of my favorite road courses to drive, to race, uh, to watch a race. Um, so, yeah, it should be a good weekend. Like the super speedway of road courses. Yeah, exactly. And it just flows. I mean, it's it's just a, such a flowy racetrack. It it works. You know, Sonoma is very technical and and a little bit slower. Um, Daytona is very wide open, fast. That's definitely the super speedway of road courses. But uh, but it's still like a roval. You know, it's not a true road course. Yeah. And we got the Indy road course next week, so we're kind of in in a bit of a road course swing here. Yeah, doubleheader got... road courses back to back. Um and then also this weekend, I believe Sunday is the uh Nashville GP, which I'm very excited for. Oh should yeah, it's uh, gonna be awesome. Yeah, it should be exciting, exciting weekend of racing. Um so all, all sorts of motorsports are on. Um I think the only ones that's not really running is F one. They're they're on their summer break now. Which by the way, summer break, I I hope this two weeks becomes annual. Not it's not the Olympic break. I want it to become summer break because it's been nice two weeks to just kind of kick back and not have to, not have to grind, you know. And I'm sure these guys really in the industry are are really enjoying it. I, as a fan, will hard disagree with that sentiment. But. Well, see, I, I feel like it's given me time to to go and watch other motorsports. You know, I've I've caught up with, like we've I've followed a lot more of the late model scene over these past couple of years. Uh, Arca races, they've had a couple Arca races that have been really good over the past couple of weeks. Um, so I think it gives other, other motorsports a time to shine. Um, especially if you align it right with like a big, big event, like the Knoxville nationals or something. Um, 
I think you can make it work to, to benefit all of motorsports. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see your argument here. I just, like I say, selfishly as a fan, the damn near three weeks without any racing, it's uh definitely makes you hungry. Yeah. Well, and then it, it makes you hungry for this. What we got 15 race run to the end. So as I said, that's going to fly by. So I kind of enjoyed the two, two week break. Um, I get it sucks no racing, but like I said there's been plenty of other racing to to follow. Um, so just something I, that I would like to see continue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely see your argument. So, well, anything else to add, or you want to get in some picks for this weekend for the Ironman 55 and for our triple header at Watkins Glen? Um, just one little, I guess, a little note. Oh, when I was watching that 1986 race, that they didn't have the boot. At the time, the inner loop up at the at the top of the hill there at Watkins Glen, which I thought was interesting, um, it was just straight down into the into the uh, carousel turn. So that was kind of neat. I thought, um, man, that's one thing in general. Like I've actually, you know, you bring that up, and then another thing to bring up now is like there's like a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, we need to run the boot and like talking about that, and it's just why. Why do people want to change things that aren't broke? Like, I don't think they should have ran the boot at Sonoma. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think the boot, the boot at Watkins Glen is better than the boot at Sonoma. I will say that. I just, I don't feel like it would add anything to the racing to run the boot. It would shorten the race, you know, laps wise. And I mean, the layout they have right now at Watkins Glen, it's so great and it's worked for NASCAR for so long. Like, just there's to me no reason to change it. Well, I think the track's probably on your side. They they obviously haven't changed it. As I said it's 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 an awesome awesome addition to the racetrack. I, I wouldn't mind if they did run it, at least give it a try to see what it ran like. Um, but yeah, I'm just always a like like life mindset. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, and I I don't think there's anything to be fixed at Watkins Glen. All I know is if they were to change that, that's a change that one I'd be okay with. And uh, in fact, they they could change a lot of the things that I'd be more mad about. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah, there's obviously uh worse evils in this world. But like I say, you know, there's a lot of fan pandering that led to us running the boot at Sonoma, and I feel like that has hurt the racing at Sonoma. So, and I hope they don't run that. So I just hope Watkins Glen doesn't kind of give in to, you know, the vocal probably minority of people on Twitter every year who are like, run the boot, run the boot. And it's like, that's there's people wanting to change stuff to change stuff. Yeah. I mean, I said, I don't know. It's, I like the layout. It's an omen now. I think it's, it's more interesting layout. So to each your own. Hell yeah. Well, you ready to make some picks? Yeah, kick it off. We'll start off with the Ironman 55 Friday night. I, I couldn't find exactly how many laps that uh, night before the 55. Probably, I think I want to say it's like 40. 40? Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, I'm going to go with Brad Sweet. I'm going to say he goes undefeated 5 for 5 in Missouri to start the year. So Friday night, I'm rolling with Brad Sweet. All right, I will take rock solid David Gravel. All right, and then Saturday night, fifty-five lap feature, big money race. I'm gonna go with Carson Macedo. Okay, to um, take that one home. 
I'm going to go with Logan Schuhart. All right. All right. Guys, guys kind of won the, the second tier big races this year. See if you can't keep going. All right. So uh, you got who? So you got Gravel, Schuhart, and I got Sweet Macedo. Yep. You got that taken down? I'll get it. All right. And then you ready to make some truck picks? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So we got the truck series race Friday, 1230 p.m. Um, I mean, Austin Hill starting on the pole. I'm going to go with, I'll say, Sheldon Creed. He's starting kind of far back, but I'll say Sheldon Creed makes the drive up and gets his second win of the season and gets some momentum going before the playoff. All right. I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes. All right. That'd be his second road course win of the year. So, yep. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there's truck picks, and that's the playoff cut race. So, we got uh, none of us have a new winner coming up and spoiling the party or anything. So. And just a side note, like – I was reading an article from Bob Pockris the other day about, like, you know, like, the 20, like, future cup stars and stuff. And, like, Derek Krause is a guy, man. His stock this year has absolutely plummeted as a driver. Like, you know, Pockris said he had Derek Krause, like, 10th last year, and he completely dropped off the list this year. Yep. Just He has not made any friends in the truck series this year, and I don't think He's just not done a good job in that car, not made any friends, not given himself a good reputation. So I think he probably screwed a lot of chance he had to, you know, maybe move up in the future. He, I think he definitely stunted himself with his performance in the truck series this year and probably going to end up missing out on the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, well, he definitely needs to uh, spend a few more years in the trucks to get, get things taken care of but uh, I think he he's got some talent just it's gonna take some time yeah for sure I just wanted to throw that in there because we're talking about the he's the first guy out of the playoff cut and he's gonna need a win to get in so I figured it's kind of fitting to bring him up here but Saturday Xfinity series um I picked first for the outlaw races and the trucks so I'll let you do the honors for this one all right um like I said, uh, 54 is Ty Gibbs and Austin Dillon's driving Jordan Anderson's car. So, and oh, Eric, no, Austin Dillon's driving the Hour Motorsports car, and Eric Jones is driving Jordan Anderson's car. Give me AJ Allmendinger. All right, solid pick. Uh, can't really argue with that, but you know, I'll go with the. Uh, do I want to go with the easy pick? No, I'm gonna go with an upset. I'm going to go with semi-upset. Brett Moffitt steals one. He's had some strong road course runs this year. I'll say maybe some some shenanigans late. Brett Moffitt wins at Watkins Glen and locks himself into the playoff and upsets the playoff apple cart big time. All right. And then Sunday we got the cup race. So you want Chase? Nope. Or do I want Chase? I don't think Chase is going to win either way. You don't think Chase is going to win? Nope. Well, I'll go with Chase. Who you got? Um, Three-peat. 
Give me Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin? Well, that'd yep. be his second win at Watkins Glen, so. You know, he's he's a guy that's definitely had some bad luck this year and is still the points leader, which feels kind of crazy at this point, but he is still the points leader, so. Yeah, without a win. Let's, yeah, that's, that's wild because we have a lot of multi-win drivers, but, well, a few multi-win drivers, especially with how Kyle Larson has been, but. All right. Well, it's funny. I picked Chase. That'd be Hendricks eleven, and it's it's crazy. You know, we we said the nose stuff really hurt Hendrick a lot. I I don't think that's going to come into play this weekend. But you know, remember it was like a foregone conclusion that we thought Hendrick was going to break Joe Gibbs Racing's team record for nineteen wins in a year, and we're like, oh yeah, they're going to breeze past that. And it's like ever since then, you know, it's it's going that's going to be a tough uh, ask for them now. With, 15 races they're going to need to win 10 10 of the next last 15 races to break that record so it definitely looked like they were going to cruise to that at one point now that's not going to happen that's something i was thinking about earlier yeah should be interesting to watch so well you got anything else to add before we jump up out of here yeah good show we covered a lot so yeah nice short episode kind of shorter um but covered a lot um and yeah, we'll be. I think we'll probably try to shoot for do like a Tuesday next week or something, where we can give like a Knoxville preview. If not, we we'll have a couple week, couple of days of uh, of racing throughout the week to talk about a couple qualifying nights to talk about. So uh, yeah, I don't see any reason we couldn't get that done. So yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes next week. It's Tuesday's a long way away. It seems like so. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you. Talk to you guys in. All right, man, I'll holler at you. Later.